I'm Iona, and you're listening to Book, Line, and Sinker, a podcast from the Marble Falls Public Library staff. This podcast is all about reading, books, movies, and other topics related to the public library. The staff here at the Marble Falls Public Library are really excited to share our thoughts with you, and we hope you enjoy the show. So today I have Misty with me. Misty, tell us about yourself. Hello, I am Misty and I have been at the Marble Falls Public Library for three years and I do youth services. And what that means is that I do the children's programming, collection development, and reader's advisory. So that means if you want to find a book, I'm your girl. Yeah, I know. I always go to you whenever someone asks me about kids or youth (laughs) book because I do not have a clue. Um, So this is our first episode of our podcast, and we're really excited to start. I just want to give you a kind of a description of the format and season. So we're going to have about short 15 to 25 minute podcasts, and they're going to be on different topics. This season we have a young adult We're going to talk about our favorite books. We're going to talk about different genres. And I'm just really excited to get this going. Um, So for this first podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite book. And so, Misty, tell me what your favorite book is. Well, my favorite genre is YA. So my favorite book falls in the YA. And for those of you who do not know, that means young adult. It does not mean that you have to be a young adult to read. It means it's a young adult genre. And my favorite book is Queen of Shadows. That is by Sarah J. Mass, who is also my favorite author. And the book is a, it's a, um, it's part of a series. So I don't want to give away too much, but the entire series is kind of amazing. If you like Game of Thrones, you would like this series. How many books are in the series? There is a seven book series. The final one is to be released later on this year. Uh, It's been very painful waiting, but my favorite book is right in the middle. It's book number four, and it was actually the first and only book that I have yelled and screamed in my house to where my family thought that there was something (laughs) wrong with me. So what's the name of the fourth book? It's called Queen of Shadows. Queen of Shadows. You said that. I just forgot. So give us a little bit of the plot without getting too spoilery. Got it. Like your word. Okay. So (laughs) the plot of the book, um, well, let me give you the series. Okay. So the book is a very important part of the series. It's a very pivotal moment. Um, The series, it's kind of weird, but it's about an assassin. And uh, she is exiled, and they are, the kingdom is about to have a championship kind of contest to look for the king's champion. And she's so, she's so awesome that they go and take her out of exile. And they say, look, we need you to uh, perform and win this competition. And she does. I can see how that's like Game of Thrones, if you've watched Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah, it's very political, too. I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of parts being played against each other together, and she weaves them together so much 
and so well that by the end of this series or where I'm at, you're just looking back with your mind blown at how she pieces everything together. Yeah, so this series is a commitment because you not only have to get through seven books, you have to memorize like all the politics right, and the kingdoms. <laughs> but what's funny is I put this book and I we have the audiobooks here. I've read these on ebook is how I read them, but we do have the audios here and I've put these in the hands of people who are struggling to find something that's gonna keep them reading. And give it a little bit. They're coming back, begging for more, just in a little bit of time. Yeah, so did you put these in the hands of teenagers or adults? Um, I would do older teens and adults. Uh, I would not recommend this for 17 and under. Okay, that's good. Going into my book, uh, it is definitely for adults. It's called Mad Adam by Margaret Atwood. You might recognize that author from The Handmaid's Tale, which has uh, recently been made into a TV show. Um, so this book is not as, un not as intense, I guess, as The Handmaid's Tale, but it still has a lot of adult content. Um, but it's really great. So I would describe it as a cli-fi, which is a play on words with sci-fi because it's more about the climate and kind of a lot of biological discoveries um, rather than the dystopian type world that you see in a lot of sci-fi. Uh, I read it about a year ago, or I read it last about a year ago on a cruise, um, and it was so good that I just didn't want to do anything on my cruise. I just wanted to read. <laughs> <You focused. laughs> I was really focused on the book. Got a good tan, um, so that was fun. And it's just this new genre. We've kind of seen a um, increase in it lately. This book was written in 2013, um, but the newest book that's kind of like a climate-based uh, story is called The Overstory. Um, we have it here in audio um, at our library, but it's, it's just really interesting. Um, and my book is also part of a series, and there's three books, so not as much of a commitment mm -hmm, as seven, right. but um, they're kind of intense. Um, the first two books are called Orcs and Crake and The Year of the Flood, and you can actually read those independently. They're two separate stories in the same world and then the third book brings the characters from the first two books together and they have to figure out this world um, kind of on their own and then together as a community so it's just really interesting how many times did you read it twice so you did like it a bit. Okay. yeah <laughs> I, was wondering. I did read it twice i read it when it came out because i had read orcs and crake a long time ago and then when the third book came out, I read The Year of the Flood because I heard that they all kind of went together and I shouldn't skip around, um, but it's really good. It's not too long. Orcs and Crake is probably the shortest, and uh, Mad Adam's about 300-something pages, so they're not crazy big, um, but they're very intense. And they, the third book, which is my favorite, follows two characters named Zeb and Toby. And it's kind of a love story, as well as a story about community, about science, about religion. Um, it's great because Margaret Atwood is really respectful, and she's not condescending to these topics, but she just explores them and what they could do, and, um, and how they could damage our world, or how they can make it better. So Nice. I like it. Makes me want to read it. <laughs> See, yeah, you should read it. We have it at the library. Come check it out. Um, so Misty, what is your favorite part about your book? Why is this your favorite book? 
Well, it's my favorite part of this because, again, with the pivotal moment, uh, you've read, you've built the characters, you've built the relationships, but in this book, things piece together in such a way that it's it becomes amazing. Um, I love the underdogs. I'm always kind of a rooter for somebody who's going through struggles, somebody who is dealing with things in their life, and instead of whining about it, they do something about it. And the lead character is is Selena, and um, she's an assassin, which is odd for me to love that, to be my favorite character, but <laughs> she's awesome. And you find yourself rooting for her, and yet you feel bad for her at the same time for the position that she's put herself. So it's kind of a good triumphs over evil series, and I love it. Um, it's got a little bit of romance, got a little bit of magic. It's definitely fantasy. Um, but it's not overwhelming fantasy. There's just that element. Yeah, recently Misty had me read this book, and it was really fantasy-like, like with fairies and stuff, so <laughs> assassin sounds <laughs> assassin. a little bit better. We toned it down a little bit. Um, there are fairies in this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's always fun to recommend books to people. So who would like your favorite book? Um, you know, I really cannot label who would like it because people who I did not think would love it the way I did, I put it in their hands when they were in a reading slump, and surprisingly enough, they came back and loved it. So I think pretty much anybody who is looking for a very good um, book that's kind of like a puzzle that you're piecing that you don't want to read a book series that you can completely predict the outcome. So many times I will read a book or a series where you see it coming from a mile away. You do not in this series. Have you ever had someone check out the book and bring it back the next day and be like, I need the next yep. one? <laughs> yep, <laughs> those I do. Are, mm -hmm. Those are always fun books. Yeah, I know mine's very sci-fi-y, and I'm not much of a sci-fi fan. I watched Battlestar Galactica, um, and that was it. I was never into Star Wars until recently. Um, I'm never into um, Star Trek or any of that, but I loved this book, so I think it's a good... Um, place for people to start if they want to explore sci-fi, especially as it's getting more popular. I think HBO picked up Orcs and Crake uh, for a TV show, so um, it's going to be on TV soon, or there's going to be a movie. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, so it's kind of, a lot of people like to read the book before they watch it, yeah. so it'll be out there eventually. It'll be fun to read. I think they're going to do one on the Throne of Glass series, too. I'm pretty sure that Hulu picked it up. Hulu? Mm-hmm. Picked it up, too, but is that something that you would ordinarily pick up on yours, that book? Is that your genre, or would you ordinarily have grabbed that? No, I would not have if I hadn't loved Margaret Atwood before. Um, so Margaret Atwood writes a lot of different types of books. I read The Handmaid's Tale, I, and I read The Blind Assassin, which is sci-fi historical fiction type. Mm -hmm. um, she really likes to blend genres, um, which I think is fun. A lot of people are doing that lately, and I love kind of blending different genres because that brings in readers that like yeah. both. Um, but no, I would not have picked it up if it hadn't been a Margaret Atwood. And now she's like gotten really, really famous. I think she's always been pretty famous. She's a Canadian she's author. Been a little bit. Yeah, um, she was read a lot in probably like English majors read her or read something by her, but she wasn't super pop like right. culture like J.K. Rowling. Um, 
but her stuff is a little bit difficult to read sometimes. She uses a lot of language that I think um, is beautiful, but also when you're reading, it just takes work to read, and mm -hmm. sometimes people don't want to work to read a book. I think it's just... Um, they want to enjoy it. They want to be entertained by it. And this series, um, the Matt Adams series, is one of those very entertaining books compared to the more academic um, literature. Is it The Handmaid's Tale that's putting her on the map right now, you think? Yeah, with the Hulu mm -hmm. show. That is just so interesting to me how many uh, TV uh, channels are picking up books for TV. Because it's always been a thing with movies. but mm -hmm. um, And we're going to talk about this as a whole podcast topic later on um but i think that's gotten more people to read which is crazy because mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome, like though. you'd think like movies would make people not read the book and just watch the movie but more people are reading and as these novels that aren't the most popular like you expected harry potter to be made right, into a movie right. um but you don't expect this unknown author or this random series you like by a semi-popular author to be picked up as a tv show on like the most famous, like, or not the most famous, but one of the most talked about TV networks, HBO or mm -hmm. Hulu. So, and you said The Throne of Glass is going to be made in uh, yes. a TV show? Yes, and, and there has been some talk, who knows how accurate it is, but I get excited about this, that her other series, The Court of Thorns, Thorns and Roses, uh, she's definitely somebody, if you want to um, read something um, that's going to be up and coming that will be out on the big screen, whether it's um, in TV or um, at the movies. Read something by Sarah J. Mass. She's got it. Yeah, and if you're an older teen, I would suggest starting with the Thorn of Glass series. Um, I think it's so funny because young adult, um, the genre can is just so different. And... Um, some books are really great for teens. I think Harry Potter is considered young adult when, you know, a lot of middle schoolers read that. Mm -hmm. But A Court of Thorns and Roses, it's it definitely is, not. It's adult, um, but it's fun. And so I'm excited to see um, what comes out on TV. So start reading now because there's a lot of books. Yep. And it's a commitment, um, but it's fun. You'll have fun while reading, or I hope you do. Um, so since we're talking about movies and TV, I want to know who would you cast for the main character or characters mm -hmm. um, for your book? Kind of give people a who you visualize uh, for That's your book. That's a tough one because <laughs> I know. In, in my mind, they're, they're so perfect. You know, we all kind of develop our book crushes, and that's just that's just the way it is with us, <laughs> for the majority of women. Or even like when we're looking at the lead female character, we are like rooting for them, and so she's got to be awesome. And um, so my assassin in my Throne of Glass series, you know, I've seen Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss. And I think that she did an amazing job. And not only did she do amazing at that role uh, for her, of course, her archery, but she was good because she could change up her character to um, whatever role she's needing to play. Well, this assassin, that's what she does. She has to be able to be a chameleon. And so I choose Jennifer Lawrence. And for my lead role, man, that's difficult. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. That's a kind of a tie. I love Alexander Skarsgård. I think he's got the hype that's needed for the lead character, Man, who is Rowan, who's awesome. 
Um, and what, he, what does he play in? So our list um, is Alexander Skarsgård plays in, well, of course, he's in True Blood. He's Eric the Vampire. But he also plays in Pretty Little Lies. Is that the name? I think it's Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies, yeah. yes. Uh, Which are both books by made the way, into TV shows. Yes, so is Tarzan. Um, he plays Tarzan. Oh, yeah, he played Tarzan. Yes, I played forgot Tarzan. about that. So he's one, and then my other one would have to be a close runner-up, Orlando Bloom as Legolas. So would men like this book? I think so. In fact, I have um, a following of men who read the Young Adult series that I will recommend, and I can tell you a couple of them love the Throne of Glass series. So It's good to note that people read... um, and kind of listen, you, you're there to recommend books like that are fantasy and sci-fi because uh, like Game of Thrones and those and Lord of the Rings, those are very um, popular books with men. I think a lot of times uh, literary fiction can kind of um, be stereotyped um, as a woman's genre. Yes. And so they want to kind of have something outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and historical fiction is one that I feel like is very men um heavy with the readership but um I think so too sci-fi and fantasy is another one which women read obviously we're reading it a lot of women read it too I'm not trying to say that only one gender reads it but um it is good to know if it has men and women you can put it it in the hands of men and they will like it um that's awesome so for my book uh Zeb is like the main character in Mad Adam with Toby, and he's kind of, uh, he's not a loner, but he kind of does his own thing. He's a character from the Year of the Flood, and he's part of this group called God's Gardeners, and they are trying to take care of the earth after it's been just destroyed, and there's just like mutant hybrid animals, and um, water isn't coming, and things like that. So he comes from the second book, and he's older in the third. And I just picture Javier Bardem to play okay, him. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, he's from Eat, Pray. He was the love interest in Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. He plays in that new movie, Mother. Um, if you haven't seen that, I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's kind of weird. Um, but he's also in No Country for Old Men. That's the one I know him from. <laughs> so uh, he he's who I picture as Zeb. And then Toby, she's also older. She was saved in... I think she was saved in the first book, but she's also slightly in the second. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, she's much older. And I picture Laura Dern. Okay. And she's also in Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Um, she was from Jurassic Park, and she's in the Star Wars uh, movie. She's awesome. I think she's in the, what would it be, the eighth episode? I always call it the second because... I didn't watch the first six until <laughs> after I watched the the seventh episode when it came out because it was such a big deal. But yeah, so they're who I picture as my main characters. Um, so it's going to be weird if I see them as someone else because right. I've thought about this a lot. Um, but it's fun. So before we end, I just want to talk about why you chose this book over others. Because I know that I had like three different books. I wanted to pick Wuthering Heights. It's a classic. Um, It makes me sound smarter um, because I read it in school, but I really love that book. And then another one I wanted to pick was The Westing Game. I don't know if anyone's read that. That's an older one. Yeah, Yeah. that's an old book. I read it in like third grade, 
Um, and then I reread it again as an adult, and it was just hard to choose over. Um, so I chose this one over just because it had a weird but believable future. I could see things happening. Um, I liked how it took science in one book and then like religions and cults in another book and then put those two worlds together and made them kind of uh, look at each other with a both loving and critique eye because these communities come together and they have to uh, kind of work together to survive and I just thought it was so interesting. And I love when people can talk about science and religion um, as complementing each other instead of being against. hit against each other. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people try to put them against each other like they're um, like one superior over the other. But I, I don't, I think they just coexist in the same world. And that's important to me. So I think that's why this is my favorite book. And it's also the most fun to read out of all of them. Like, Pretty I don't sit and read Wuthering Heights when I want to be right, entertained. Right. I do it when I want to cry. <laughs> so it flowed well then. Yeah, it, it does. And the, I was, like I said earlier, the language is readable. It's not um, appropriate for a teenager, but definitely, I mean, no, I didn't read it when I was a teenager, but college age and above, it's, it's great. So. Nice. Well, mm -hmm. this is my favorite uh, book above others. Because if I had to choose, which I did, you gave me these to think about. And um, it was nice to not be put on the spot because I had time to think about <laughs> what books I love. And I love many different books. And I love different genres, but however, YA is my favorite. Um, and I read a lot over there. But this was a book that uh, had me pumped. I was excited. Mm -hmm. It had me going for days thinking, and I read it. In fact, I've read this series three times. Um, it's a lot of books, but I've read them I was trying to do times. the math in my head. So that's like 21 yes. books, essentially. I guess you would read through faster the second and third You do, time. but you catch more. Because yeah. you know in the first mm -hmm. time, you're kind of, you need to see what's happening. But this is my favorite because I have a teenager. My husband and I are barely survived with our sanity. <laughs> and this book is what helped... It helped me because I could unwind. That was my time. That was my downtime. That was my escape to this YA fantasy world. I would lay down and I would read. I have a teenager. Goodbye, teenager. I'm reading. And so... She's um, going to read about teenagers. To yeah. <laughs> escape her. <laughs> Teenage assassins. <laughs> so that's, that's why I loved it. It was a um, good triumph over evil. I think the final book comes out at the end of this year, and it better end the way I want it to end. So, so when you started reading, did you like binge read through, or did you have to wait each year? Luckily, when I started, um, they were all out save one of them. So this is a I I've read this over the course of the last two and a half three years, um, and it was released I believe originally in 2014. So it's just been a slow. Slow deal, um, very well worth it. Do you do that thing when you're like, when something's exciting in a book and you just want to read so fast, like you want to skip like sentences to get ahead to the action? I don't. <laughs> I get tempted to though. Yeah. I get too. tempted to, and I have never skipped to the end. 
except for one time. I did do that. I did cheat once because a character I loved, I wanted to see if they were in the very last oh, chapter. Oh, so you went all the way to the end. I mean, just like in the same chapter, like I'll like skip a paragraph because I'll skim it and nothing important to me. Is you know, it. I think that I don't do that on purpose, but every now and then I do find myself kind of peeking, especially because I ebook, I read on my, um, on my iPad. And so when I do it, I turn it to where it's landscape and I've got both paragraphs up and it's hard to not peek over there. I know it's that's what gets me with books that are like really exciting and like mm-hmm. you just have to know um it takes me a second to just like okay mm-hmm. well, just let's read the sentence calm down <laughs> unless it's like a bad author but these aren't bad authors no they're awesome um so before we end I want to ask you do you and your daughter ever read the same books and talk about she them? She has read um, a couple of them. She read the Divergent series okay. and then she also read the Raven Boy series, which is another one of my favorite YA, and we did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she has not advanced up in these <laughs> other ones, which I'm kind of grateful for. <laughs> it would be very say, awkward. It's like your world, yeah, and you don't want it to shatter. It's like you want to no. share books, but... Yes, uh, no, I don't need her to ruin anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So if you want any recommendations on fantasy or the young adult genre, you can come to the library and ask Misty. All the books that we talked about today are in our library, probably in multiple formats, um, whether you like print or ebook or audio, um, which leads me um, to give you a little preview for next episode. We're going to talk about different book formats, um, kind of settle the debate on what is better ebook or print um just kidding we're not going to debate about them <laughs> but we're going to talk about um how we like to read um and it's going to be me and misty again and we're going to have amanda our the marble falls public library director with us and we're really excited so thank you for being here today yes, misty thank you. and we hope you tune in to our next episode